0: Hello, and welcome to IndieWire's Very Good Television Podcast. I'm Liz Shannon Miller at Lizlet on the Twitters.
1: And I'm Ben Travers at Ben T. Travers on the Twitters.
0: And we have a question for you. What's your favorite TV show, Ben? Um,
1: yeah, I don't know. There's just so many out there. So many
0: shows. There's too
1: much TV to really just choose one. Right? I mean...
0: Oh, my God. So much TV.
1: I can't. I just can't. I don't know. I wish, I don't know. I wish
0: someone would bring up more often that there's too much TV because I feel like it doesn't come up in every single interview I do with anyone ever.
1: I am definitely the breaking news source on this story, Liz. So you can quote me. I'm going to give you a good one. You can even use it as a soundbite. There might be too much TV.
0: What?
1: Yeah. Think about that.
0: Okay, we're clearly being sardonic here, but it's kind of an interesting, it's kind of what we wanted to launch into today because, as you may have seen on IndieWire.com, uh, we published our 20 best TV dramas of the last 20 years list. Yay. And we did it. We did it. We did it with the help of a lot of uh, the other IndieWire staff members who were no, very helpful. They were fine. They did great. They, they wrote some okay. great blurbs. They
1: wrote great blurbs. Yes. They all wrote terrific blurbs.
0: And they were also very cool about largely letting us kind of say what shows should be on the list. I think we we, we created a list of 19 shows. And we were very much like, hey, give us feedback. Tell us what you think of these. And the the one comment was, please add Deadwood. And we added Deadwood, and everyone was happy.
1: It's more notable that there were absolutely zero negative comments regarding the OC being on the list. Therefore, we are all in agreement at IndieWire that The OC is one of the top 20 TV shows of the last 20 years.
0: Yes, in public, in public-facing communications, there was no public discussion of the fact that the OC may or may not have deserved its place on that list. Are you
1: saying you went behind my back and had I'm conversations about I, the OC?
0: I'm saying I yelled at you frequently in the office about it.
1: Well, yeah, you yelled at me. I that means <laughs> nothing to me, Liz. You yell at me all the time.
0: That is true. I do do that. Yeah, so I should stop doing it so much. Yeah, it's
1: fine. It has no effect by now, so you just need a new strategy.
0: <laughs> I do. I I do, but the thing, the point of all this is that when, of course, when we publish this list, uh, immediately people started sounding off about what show, this show, this list is invalid because you did not include this show, Um, which always happens. It happens with every single list that has ever been made in the history of mankind.
1: But the only way that it would have been correct in this case is if we had not put the leftovers on the list. But guess what, folks? We did.
0: Actually, several people in the comments did specifically cite the fact that we included the leftovers as a what?
1: As a as a what? You guys are the best. <laughs> I know. I get it.
0: We, this is like we're on our like third say what of the episode, and I feel like, you know— I feel good about it, actually. I feel like that's like, we, we need a catchphrase of some sort.
1: Oh my god, I hope that's not it. But I mean, really, getting to the point of, of, of our discussion, first of all, I feel like we may have framed this that we're going to be discussing too much TV. We're not. We're Don't not. worry. Get we're... that out of your heads. It was just a, a, a section of, of the discussion that, that is now irrelevant. Yeah. But the point of it being, when you make these lists, when you put out all of these you know, 20 episodes, it wasn't a ranked list. But people automatically kind of assume there's a ranking. There's some people online who saw, you know, just looked at the first one and were like, "Oh, that's the best," and they assumed it was the best. Guess what? Buffy is not the best show of the last twenty years. Liz may disagree. Um, I but- I
0: don't know if I would fight. I mean, that's the thing. Of course, I don't know if I would fight for it. But it is a favorite.
1: Well, Liz, see that introduces the question, and the question is, what is your favorite TV show? And that is a question that stems directly from creating a list like this, but it also stems directly from just any conversation you're ever going to have with someone when you want to talk about television, when you want to talk about movies, when you talk about entertainment. At some point, it's going to come around. Someone's going to ask you, what's your favorite TV show? And because I've been asked this so many times, because Liz has been asked this so many times, because we've asked other people this so many times, we have some guidelines for you. We have some recommendations as to how to answer this. Not... With specific shows, though obviously there are correct answers and incorrect answers. But we do have a way to stimulate the important part of that discussion, which is the conversation, which is why it's your favorite. Yes. That's what we want to get to. And you just got to barrel through some bullshit to get there.
0: Yeah, I mean, the I, quite honestly, of all the questions I've ever been asked in my life, the only question that's harder than, you know, what's your favorite TV show is how's your dating life and – it's when And that only counts when it's my parents asking. So,
1: God, I'd much rather answer the TV show thing than anything about the dating life. God, that would be brutal.
0: Yeah. Actually, sometimes it's easier for me to talk – it's easier for me to say, eh, not much, kind of busy watching television, than it is to say what television show I prefer to all others.
1: Mm. No, but we're going to fix that, Liz, and we're going to start – Right now.
0: Yes. Give me give me, give me, me the information I need in order to answer this question properly in the future.
1: All right. Well, first and foremost, Liz, do you want to have the discussion or do you want to get the guidelines first? I really don't know which is better. I feel like maybe we should have the guidelines and then we can ask each other the question and see how it goes. Or we could ask each other the question and then kind of see where, like, what needs to be corrected or what people need to steer towards or why that's a good way to talk about it.
0: Let's start with the guidelines. Let's see what you got here.
1: All right. Well, the first thing, and I think this is probably the most important thing, is you need to be declarative. And this this is going to motivate all of the other answers, like all of the other uh, rules in regard to how you answer this question. What we did to open this episode is exactly the wrong thing to do when someone asks you <laughs> what your favorite TV show is. Do not start stuttering and mumbling and thinking to yourself, God, there's so many TV shows. We all know there's so many TV shows.
0: So what I, you're saying that everyone should have their answer to this question tucked away in their back pocket, ready to go at any time.
1: Yes. And this is actually another part of the guidelines, which is really just me yelling at you. And by you, I mean the listener, not necessarily just Liz. You've been asked this before. And you've thought about this before. This is not a new question. This is not something that just came out of left field and you're stunned by it. If we were doing an interview with someone, this would not be the gotcha moment where it's like, holy shit, I didn't see that coming. Like, that's insane. This is a question that gets posed all the time. And you should have something at the ready. You can have something safe if you want to have something safe. You can have something daring if you want to have something daring. You can have, you know, whatever you want to have. It's your favorite show. And there's going to be, they might have quantifiers. It may not be as basic as just what's your favorite show of all time. It could be what's your favorite show on TV right now. It could be what's your favorite drama. It could be what's your favorite comedy. But like in these broad examples, you still have a choice. You still have the one that's right at the tip of your head. And you can all, if if that person's answer is, well, I've never seen it and you still want to have a discussion, then you can move on to another show. Like, there are multiple shows, but we all already know that. So don't waste our time by saying, oh, yeah, there's so many TV shows out there. I just can't choose one. Yes, you can. Grow well, up.
0: Well, what's interesting about what you just said, though, is the idea of, like, do you want to – When, when I guess the purpose of asking what your favorite TV show is. Like, you know, are you asking is, – is the person asking you because they're like, man, I – just don't know what TV I should be watching. This person might know a TV show I should be watching. What's their favorite TV show? Is it that or is it, you know, I'm kind of, who is this human being and what are they doing on this planet and how does their brain work? And let's figure out an easy in on that question. What is their favorite TV show? Like, see, the kind of person whose favorite TV show is, say, Survivor is a very different person from the fa- person whose favorite TV show is Friday Night Lights.
1: Well, no, th- and that's the point. Like, and that's that's exactly it. And I have literally been asked this question in every context imaginable. And, and I mean, I'm talking job interviews, I'm talking college essays, I'm talking you know, just on a first date, on a sixth date, from from like family members. Uh, like all the motivations you can possibly imagine I have been asked this question and the point of it almost always is to get to know the other person better it's to have an understanding as to the why so if you have an answer and you're just like the Sopranos and it's like well why because it's the best then that's not that interesting you can use that as your answer and hopefully you have a little bit more to say about it because again this is about the discussion and about getting to know you but the idea is is to have a connection there like the idea is is the hope and usually when they ask that question that you're going to say something that they're going to respond positively to and be like oh my gosh of course you chose Friday night lights because it is the best show of all time
0: right no and i think so so what you're saying is when you're picking the answer to your the question what is your favorite tv show you should also be very aware of what it says about you
1: oh absolutely and also what you're going to say about it because right. that's what's going to define you if the, you say something very you know canned, that's not going to be as good as if you have some sort of personal response in very specific contexts. Like obviously in a job interview, if someone's asking about your favorite TV show, I still imagine they're trying to make a good connection with you, but maybe you want to be a little bit more professional and drop not drop a bunch of F-bombs if you said The Wire. You know, like just get into it and get out, but
0: yeah, or you know, if you're on a first date and you you say that your favorite TV show is Hannibal, that that says something very specific <laughs> over about dinner, you. like as you're eating, as you're eating, as you're eating. Thought, is, what you know, is it's just, this
1: thing that I'm? Car- I haven't had this particular dish before. Yeah, that could be that could be risky, but yeah. you could also want that. That could be that by design. Maybe that's your type, and then the 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 woman or the man is just like, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. I love that you've pretended to cook a human being for me, and then you talked about Hannibal.
0: Hilarious jokes. They get married. Oh my gosh! Perfect yeah. couple. Yeah, perfect couple. Um, I'm going to share a personal anecdote, uh, which is a little embarrassing because it involves me talking about being in high school. Um, but when I was in high school, uh, I did a summer program in like one of those like, oh, smart kids go off to a college campus and run around and take classes. And you oh, it's
1: know, so embarrassing for Liz that she's smart. Yeah. Well,
0: by smart I mean clearly a giant nerd. Um, <laughs> I mean. And so they gave us a questionnaire to fill out before you know arriving. That you know included questions like, "What's your favorite TV show?" and so forth. And it was meant to be—they were going to be sent to our roommate, our future roommates—to help us get to know them, each other and just all part of the orientation process. And there was a question for, "Do you have a religion?" And I do not have a particular religion, so I thought it'd be funny to write, "Well, I really like the X Files." so my future roommate came in and she just like when when we first met it was just very clear she was like oh you're just a giant nerd and this is a girl by the way who had willingly signed up for a college for a college level program to study the federalist papers for two months and i was too much of a nerd for her and i ended up not really ever connecting with that potential roommate and we uh I've, I found other friends in that program who were lovely people. I still I still talk to one of them today. But, yeah, talk about first impressions. Saying that your religion is the X-Files is maybe not a great move, even in 1996. Well, see, I'm
1: going to propose something radical here, Liz. Okay. I think you did exactly the right thing.
0: I mean, I basically told this person right off the bat, do not get involved with this human being. Like, she is just too cray for you.
1: That is not what you were telling her. You were telling her very directly who you are as a person, what your sense of humor was, what appealed to you, what your priorities were. I mean, you laid out a lot of yourself in that answer. And frankly, I imagine that's what those question and answers are for. You're not guaranteed to get along with somebody, and you don't want to fake it. So that's actually one of the guidelines. It's do not be embarrassed by your pick. Stand behind your pick. Don't put qualifiers on your pick. Don't say, oh, well, I know it's kind of nerdy and whatever that I chose The X-Files, but, you know, I really like it. It was pretty good. I thought it was a good show. Be like, yeah, fuck yeah, The X-Files. It's the best. I mean, Mulder, Scully, going around with guns and flashlights and and, and looking around for aliens and the big conspiracy theory. I like the conspiracy theory episodes. I know some people, they're not their favorite, but I was really into it. That's a discussion. That's something that I want to have. That's how I want to engage with somebody. And, I mean, yes, there are contexts in which this isn't is, isn't always going to work out, but, you know what, we don't want to be friends with those people. We don't want to have the discussion with those people. So just stand by it and be positive.
0: Well, and OK, in that respect, though, let me continue this discussion of the exiles as we are wont to do. Sometimes. 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 Rarely, rarely. Rarely. We rarely get around to this. But uh, for you guys, we'll make an exception. Um, but OK, that's here's the thing. 1996, I'm not ashamed of, I, I'm only, the only thing is just like I was personally embarrassed and I feel like I kind of, got off to, on the wrong foot with this person because she just was not into into my, my sense of humor. And I, I, as an adult, of course, like, I recognize, hey, don't waste your time with people who don't want to be worth your time. Um, and that being said, in 1996, 1997, the answer of The X-Files is something I was not at all ashamed of saying about my favorite TV show. But <laughs> in 2016... <laughs> I have qual—I do have qualifiers. Like, if I was to say the X Files is a show that, if any- if you ask any of my friends, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, Liz, she really loves the X Files," and it's certainly a show I care very much about and really deeply enjoy. But um, there, fifty percent of season f- of season ten left me with a lot of qualifiers, Ben. A lot of qualifiers. No, no,
1: no, they—they they didn't though, Liz. Unless it was so bad that it literally ruined the show for you in that it's no longer your favorite series then all you have to do is say the x-files is my favorite series you can talk about whatever you want to talk about after that but you have the answer ready you're going to be positive about it you're going to support it if they come back in a way where they're like oh i didn't really like it then you can allude to some of the things you didn't like as well if you want to form that connection still why would you but if they do like it, then you're going to start bonding on all these other aspects and everything's going to kind of move on from a, in, a, in a positive light. You want to stay positive. You never want to be embarrassed about this kind of thing because, frankly, TV is one of the most personal things that you can get into. It explores areas for you that you can't explore on your own. It opens up conversations that you don't know how to open, open up without it. I mean, any TV show can do that, and any TV show can be that personal to somebody. So when you ask the question and you have the answer – as the, as the question asker, you should also be very cognizant of the fact that you need to have respect for that choice. So again, this person who judged you so harshly for your answer, I mean, screw them. And I get what you're saying about being a kid. When you're a kid, you're still trying to figure everything out. Self-confidence is obviously an issue, but that's not the issue right now. That's not the discussion right now. And, and as a kid, if I, if I had a kid, I would confidently tell them, hey, if you like the X-Files... Stand by it.
0: What I think more I'm saying is I understand. By the way, I did not think this, so much of this episode of the podcast when we talked about it initially was going to be basically about social uh, social guidelines um, and social etiquette. But I think the more important question is I feel like you know when you declare that something is your favorite TV show, like that is a big statement. That is a big thing to own. And so I feel like it, so if I if I feel like the X Files is like a show that I've loved dearly for many many years. Despite its flaws, even if I if I do I have to forgive the flaws and uh in order to call it my favorite TV show?
1: No, you're not writing a comprehensive review of this thing. You're just answering a question. If it's your favorite, it's your favorite. I mean, that's your choice of a show is going to come down to a very personal decision, but I mean there's some things that you just can't ignore. There's some things that exist in your life that have such an influence that that's got to be your answer. And with you, Liz, for the time we've spent together, I would think that The X-Files just has to be your answer. You can talk about it, you know, till you're blue in the face and, and give whatever reasons you want to give, but it's still going to be your favorite show. And, and again, the point of this conversation, the point of why it matters how people respond to this very basic question is, again, about cutting through the bullshit. You don't want to have small talk. Small talk is boring. I hate small talk. There's no progress to be made from small talk this is a perfect opportunity to get right past that into something that people are passionate about it's it's like an innocent question that that's really a lot deeper than that like you mentioned on the top it tells people a lot about you what your choice is and you can't be afraid of that because you should be proud of who you are
0: it's beautifully put
1: but unless i mean god what if your favorite show I mean, what if it's like I can't even think. I mean, what if it's like, like the Big Bang Theory or something? I mean, that would oh. be that could be
0: tough. Oh, you you know that there, there are people out there who who really passionately love the Big Bang Theory.
1: I know they exist. It's frightening.
0: Yeah. I mean they they they're, they they seem like decent sorts.
1: I would still tell them to be proud of it if I ran into somebody and they were really confident about saying that the Big Bang Theory was their favorite show I would want to have that discussion with them so that's still a good thing
0: yeah I think you just have to be careful about like how you phrase any follow-ups like well wh- oh really why versus why
1: yeah try to avoid your instinctual reactions in that case but really I mean it is about the respect of, of if you're asking the question right now if you're listening to this you now know the connotation behind it if you're responding to the question you know what you need to do it's it's an important question. It's one you're going to get asked all the time. They are going to be there are going to be quantifiers on it. I usually get asked if people know I'm a TV critic, I usually get asked like what's what show is on right now that I should really be watching.
0: Yeah. And that's and that's I feel like that's the easier question to answer because really what it comes down to is kind of thinking about the Zeitgeist and because that's essentially what they want to know is like what am I missing that's really cool that I should be checking out. And then and then you can say and then it's really easy to say something like the leftovers.
1: Then <laughs> was only
0: gesturing at me to finish that sentence that way for like the last three s- seconds.
1: Well, it's I mean it it is the answer that I give, and it is the answer that I give firmly and emphatically. And then if they come back with you know probably seven times out of ten, like oh yeah I I, I kind of yeah I think I saw like the first two of that. It's sad if if that's the response, then I you know I'll provide the quantifier in that. You asked me what show I should be watching. You asked me what show is important or is stirring discussion or is in the zeitgeist, whatever. I didn't necessarily say that you should watch it. Like, it's not necessarily for everybody. Right. It's a tough show. But I, if you're asking me what's the best show on TV right now in any form, then I've got to give you that answer. If you want a personal recommendation, we'll move on from there.
0: But we're talking about best show on television versus favorite TV show, um, and which are That's two – the same vi- for it, me. I mean <laughs> – <laughs> okay, so right now at this time, Ben, what is your favorite TV show?
1: On TV right now?
0: And just, what's your favorite TV show?
1: Oh, my favorite TV show is Friday Night Lights.
0: Okay. Uh, we we hadn't actually gotten to that part of the discussion. And I honestly, I think that's a great choice. I think I think Leslie it's-
1: Leslie Nope approved. I mean, how do you not go with the one that is like your favorite comedy, eh, close, that, that that is supported like that? I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, and honestly- I was actually thinking about it. Like, if I was going to pick a, if I was going to say what my favorite TV show is at this moment, and I feel like this is an answer, by the way, that should be allowed to change.
1: You're quantifying it again, though. There's no, like, again, the question is never, like, at this moment in time, Liz, when I'm meeting you on June 16th, 2016, what is your favorite TV show? The question is, hey, what's your favorite TV show?
0: No, I get, I get what you're saying. I'm talking, I'm Hey,
1: what's your favorite TV show?
0: Parks and Recreation.
1: Oh, wow. Look at that, Liz.
0: I mean, that was no X
1: Files, just straight to Parks.
0: I mean, I think the thing is, I like the X Files as a television show. The X Files, I do not enjoy watching the X Files as much as I enjoy watching Parks and Recreation. I, if you asked me, what is my favorite TV show to pick apart and pick apart and understand and analyze? That would be the X Files. Yeah, but
1: nobody's going to ask you that, Liz. So I know. It, it, it comes back to again, what's really deep in your heart? Do you know to be the truth?
0: I mean, Parks and Recreation speaks to my heart.
1: Well, Parks and Recreation told you that the best TV show is Friday Night Lights, and now you're in a conundrum.
0: <laughs> I do really love Friday Night Lights, and that's actually, paradox. So, I mean, that's something I want. I want. I want to bring up with you because you're taking a very hard line on the idea that you have to have one favorite TV show, and I feel like a lot of people out there are going to have like are going to have breakdowns of it they're going to have their favorite comedy their favorite drama their favorite show i'm going to watch just because i because i'm feeling sick and i'm on the couch like they're i mean admittedly the more we break it down the let the more we dilute what we're talking about here which i completely understand is going to be your counter argument but what's your advice for people who might have like a short list of five
1: no my advice for people is what i just said and and it's fine to have a short list of five it's fine to have. All these shows that are up there near the top, you know, it's you've got Friday Night Lights, you've got The Wire, you've got Veep, you've got Mad Men, like you've got all these shows like sitting up there at the top, which are which are you know options to choose from. And again, maybe on that day you're just really feeling one over the other, and that's what you say. The point is, when you're asked what your favorite is, you say that. Right. You don't say, well, you know, if I you know if I had to choose like a comedy. That, like, I'm really into right now that I could watch a bunch of times, then I'd choose this. No, you just say Parks and Recreation. And then, if you once you get into the discussion, because usually what happens after you answer, you're going to ask the question in return, they're going to say something, it's going to start a back and forth in which you're going to talk about a lot of TV shows, and that's always a good thing. So, you're <laughs> going to have the opportunity to really voice. Different sides of yourself, unless that first answer is something so alienating where they're like, "I don't want to deal with this person. This guy likes the leftovers. We're not going to be friends. I'm going to run away now."
0: Have you seen the 1970s? Like, wasn't there? I was going to try to come up with some like really obscure like, uh, wasn't wasn't Lars von Trier's first thing, big thing like the the hospital show called Oh, Good Lord. I'm really stretching here. I'm trying to think I of like a really obscure. I don't
1: or, want to know that. I, yeah, he scares the bejesus out of me.
0: <laughs> I really, I'm trying to come up with like a big obscure, like big obscure and scary, uh, you know, a foreign foreign language uh, masterpiece from the 80s or 90s. There, there's a bunch floating in my head. I'm pretty sure like the there was like. A Russian version of Solaris that was like a miniseries, but I could be wrong. I am could be making this all up. I'm sorry, guys. It's Friday.
1: Well, no. I mean, let's look at our top 20 list. You, let's say, in a, in, a, in a certain world on a certain day, if you will, and you're asked what your favorite show is, you might say Queer as Folk. And then they might respond in the positive, but then you have to clarify, no, no, no. It's the UK version of Queer as Folk.
0: Yes, I actually always have to ha- do that. If for some reason... I'm the only person in America who thinks of the British version first.
1: Well, I mean, you're in America, but really. Yeah, but
0: the American version's dumb, and the British <laughs> version's great. Well, that's the
1: that's the thing we get to learn about you, Liz, when we have this conversation. And I'm, I'm, I mean, there's always going to be people who have intimidating answers because there's just always people who are intimidating out there. Like, there's just people whose minds go to something really, you know, specific and foreign, but there's also people who ask the question and hope that that's where you're going to go. So, Again, it's going to tell you something about the other person in a really positive way. So don't shy away from that answer. Always be ready with that answer and then be ready to talk about whatever comes next.
0: Yeah. So, I feel like I feel like we've been very servicey this week. Yeah, um, absolutely.
1: And so the, when, you're, when and, you're at your parties. You know, these summer get-togethers. You're going to try to make new friends. You're going to yeah. be walking around at the barbecue and you're not going to really know what to say. You can say this and you can have your answer ready in return. So if they come out of the gate stuttering, you can get like right down into it, and that's going to start a dialogue, and that's terrific because what's TV for, Liz?
0: Talking about it.
1: Conversations.
0: Yep. Getting uh, to know each other. Getting to know you. Wow, I'm not. Wow, that was a terrible idea. I couldn't hear it. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> I was I was attempting to sing without actually trying to sing, which always sounds amazing when you when you try to do that. I and mean, you
1: can whisper sing. It's kind of a weird thing to do, but yeah. I've, yeah. It's tricky.
0: Anyways, um. But the thing I was going to say is we've just spent some time offering you guys some advice. Hopefully it was, hopefully you, hopefully you took it to heart. Hopefully you now will go into the world and answer the question, what's your favorite TV show? With confidence and with an understanding of the proper approaches. As like, I mean, already you're doing us a favor by listening to this podcast and that's very nice of you. So, but if we, we might ask you for a second favor, which is when, when you see a list of top Blank shows of the blank whatever, and you see that your favorite show is not on it, don't come into the comments and bitch and moan. Come on, guys, like be a grown up about it. Yeah, we didn't put the shield on the list. That doesn't make it invalid. We spent over a week putting this list together and we leave one thing off it and it's because we had very valid editorial reasons, but come on, we're very tired all the time. (laughs)
1: here 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 I, I, mean,
0: I mean i don't want to discourage commenters. commenters commenters who have genuine things to add to the conversation are great but every time we do a list and somebody says "Phew, no 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 yelled. your list is invalid" like makes me want to scream
1: the authority that commenters have over liz because they're, they're so declarative with their choices apparently frightens her <laughs>
0: Well, that's the, actually, no, here's the crazy thing. They don't even frame it as, well, The Shield is my favorite show and it should be on this list. They just say, no, you guys are idiots because this show is not on this list.
1: Well, that's because in the Internet culture, the only way you can make your point is by being superlative, by just going way overboard. I mean, <laughs> really, really, really hitting it. As hard as you can.
0: So what you're saying is that my calm and measured response just now to to the scenario is exactly the right way to approach it.
1: I think it's. Uh, I think you've solved all of the problems related to comment sections. Yes. Have I
0: fixed the internet?
1: I think if Aaron Sorkin was here, he would tell you that yes, you did.
0: Oh my god! And he's the only voice of authority that matters on this subject.
1: I mean, he's really the only voice that matters on any subject. But sure, maybe not sports. <laughs>
0: That's funny, because my favorite, my favorite, ask me what my favorite Aaron Sorkin show is. No. Do it.
1: No. Yes. No. Why? Because I know the answer, and it's wrong.
0: Why is it wrong? (laughs) Because you're
1: insane.
0: (laughs) Everyone loves Sports Night.
1: No, I mean, yeah, it's great, but it's not, no, it's, it's third, tier. probably.
0: (sighs) Why? I mean, Actually, he
1: did write a great Moneyball script, but, I mean, it's not really about, I mean, it is about baseball, but it's not. And it was Steven Zalian's first, so.
0: Entzaki Nelson has something to say about a world series, a world record, which is a quote from the Pilot of Sports Night that is still one of my favorite lines of television ever. Yes, I want to say it again. Antazaki Nelson has something to say about a world record.
1: Liz, what was the best thing you watched last week?
0: Ben, I really enjoyed Orange is the New Black Season 4, I know. even though <laughs> well, it enjoyed me.
1: Yeah, enjoyed is probably the wrong word, Liz.
0: Look, I only spent 45 minutes explaining to you what happened in the last few episodes of Orange is the New Black Season 4. Um, if you binged it all this weekend, the support group, you can find the support group on IndieWire. We'll be having a lot of hugs, a lot of discussion. Um, going through a lot of the different issues brought up by by that those episodes. And place of healing. What? It's
1: a place of healing.
0: Place of healing or a place of anger. It's there's uh, a. I
1: don't think we should encourage
0: that. You don't you don't want anywhere to be a place of anger. I
1: prefer no. Reasoned hey. healing, positive energy, good vibes.
0: They're okay. Well, fair enough. But yes. Anyways. The discussion around Orange Is the New Black season four, I think, is going to be really interesting in the next couple of weeks, especially as people catch up and watch at their own pace. And uh, I, I, I'm not alone amongst critics saying that it's one of the strongest. It's it, the show just keeps getting better, uh, and I'm really excited for a a season five and b uh, to learn to to see what that discussion unfolds.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely going to be one. Well, it's interesting on a, on a number of levels because a, it's on Netflix. So how and when that discussion comes out will be interesting. Most of the content from our side of things seems to be published on the weekend it's airing, like on that first weekend. But I feel like that's not necessarily when most people actually get through it or will reach those episodes that you're specifically talking about. Um, so it'll be there waiting, you know, when you do, which is, I guess, the service that we're providing. But um, but yeah, like how that goes about, and kind of the the detail in which we dig into that discussion, I think will be interesting, considering especially that it's a a binged show.
0: Yes, and very bingeable. Right, yeah. So, Ben, what was the best thing you watched last week?
1: The best thing I watched last week was, I'm going to say, the second episode of Roadies.
0: Oh, this is that's interesting. Remind me, you, your your, interv, your your review of Rhodes is now live on the site. What grade did you give it? I gave it a B. Okay, so but the best thing you watched last week was the second episode.
1: Well, I'd give the first two episodes either an A minus or a B plus. Okay, like they were they were very well done. They're very entertaining. They are the kind of thing that you want Cameron Crowe to make, which is very detailed, music driven emotionally honest and, and, and you know, a little cheesy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: TV, but, 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 like, yeah, in TV the, form now, not as films.
0: Crow but, cheesy yeah. is fine cheesy. Well,
1: that's the thing. Like, some people completely reject that. They see that as a flaw in what he's trying to do. Honestly, that's his brand. That's, that's his voice. It's a great voice. I want it out there. I love the idea of having that voice on TV. The only sad thing is in episode three, that voice gets overwhelmed by kind of a petty angry voice that I I don't understand how it fits in, and it, it doesn't really fit in, and it it damages the show, so to speak. But I'm hoping that's kind of a one-off. I'm hoping that this show, that this series is like his kind of rehab, and he got his demons out with that third episode, and he's going to be able to cruise on down the road after this with nothing but what he wants to be writing about that he's always wanted to be writing about without any kind of you know restraints or, or cynicism or anything like that and and if he does that it's going to be a really wonderful show to kind of just you know go along with to just i mean actually it would be a good show to binge if they released it that way
0: interesting not that they will no um but you
1: could it's on showtime anytime you could wait Well,
0: actually wait showtime did oh, did did release uh, dice for binging That's so true. they're st- they're still interested in there the model is precedent um but ben what's the next thing you're looking forward to
1: um. the n- The next thing I'm looking forward to, to be honest with you, Liz, um, as opposed to usual, as opposed to usual, yeah, I usually just lie.
0: Um, it's twofold. Okay.
1: First, is that LeBron James does not have another championship ring. <laughs> um, How I, is that looking? I How- want to watch him suffer
0: when, when is that sports thing happening
1: That's happening on Sunday okay Sunday night
0: so by Sunday by, by, by the time you guys are listening to this uh, we will know if LeBron has a sportsing ring
1: we will know if I got to watch what I wanted to watch um, and the second part of that is since since that game is airing at the same time of Game of Thrones episode 9 which has many a TV fan in a fervor right now um, my second most anticipated thing is next week when Game of Thrones ends
0: You still have two more weeks.
1: Yeah, but next week, Liz, it's ending. (laughs) I have this Sunday, and then I have another Sunday, and then it's over.
0: You realize you are going to have to watch some more of the show at some point.
1: I know this. I'm very well aware, but the discussion might... will be so much less. Okay, is it, is it
0: just a discussion that's bothering you at this point?
1: It's always the discussion, Liz. We've always talked. We have we literally just had an entire podcast about this. I only care about the discussion. I like the discussion that comes out of TV. And if everything dominating the discussion right now is Game of Thrones, a show that is mean-spirited, then I'm not that excited to talk about that. So when it's gone, I'm going to feel a lot better.
0: Okay. Well, I'll look, forward. I'll look forward to, like, in two months, like, you going, man, that stuff with Danny and the dragons was awesome. Why was I such a jerk about this show for two months?
1: Liz, it, it hurts me on the inside <laughs> that you'd think I'd ever say that because I thought you just knew me better by now <laughs> than to think that, that any of that could ever happen.
0: I'm just saying there's some pretty awesome stuff with the dragons. Whatever. <laughs> I I just what I what I think about you, Ben, is that you are a person who is open and willing to embrace something awesome, even from something that might normally you you might normally have prejudice against.
1: There has been nothing stated (laughs) about Game of Thrones this year to make me think anything has changed.
0: She did set the patriarchy on fire.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That's cool.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying
1: it'd be fine if if that could literally happen.
0: It literally did happen.
1: It'd be fine. I meant really, Liz. Literally, like oh, like in life. Yes. So and like if Amelia, if, 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 if it Am- figuratively,
0: yes. I mean, so if Amelia Clark came out with just like set the patriarchy. If on there fire. were
1: real dragons, everything would be different. <laughs> okay, is that what you want me to say? No. If, then the show would be relevant. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Liz, though, save us from this discussion and from me probably getting the you know inevitable hate mail. Uh, what's the next thing you're looking forward to watching?
0: All your hate mail comes from your mother at this point. I know.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: And don't, and Travers, thank you for thank you for telling Ben what's what uh, in the world.
1: Yeah, I mean, Justified. It just, I mean, it was twenty one.
0: <laughs> um, anywho, so. Uh, The thing I'm looking forward to next is uh, USA's Queen of the South, which is a show that's it's launching next week and it doesn't have a huge amount of buzz behind it. But I keep keep being excited about checking it out. It's a good trailer. It's a good trailer. Good people. Good people. And here's the big thing with it: I was watching the trailer and speaking of someone who's. Gets easily bored by crime narratives and drug narratives. Like, you kind of have to, there, you know, there are so many great examples of them. I do really passionately care about ones like The Wire and so forth. But there are still, it's still like, oh, God, another story about a drug kingpin, blah, blah, blah. What's, wait, this one feels different. This one feels better or interesting in a new way. Why, what is different? Oh, what? There are women in it. And they aren't like, Sex objects or bitter well, we don't, wives. We don't
1: know that yet. They could still be sex objects.
0: I mean, probably. But basically the fact that the Queen of the South is about the rise of a female drug kingpin. I believe in the poster she's called a queenpin. God.
1: <laughs> Strike one.
0: Oh, but it looks actually really interesting. It's not just it's not just one woman. It's her. She has a complex, I've been told, like, she has a complex relationship with an older mentor figure. And like, it's for, it, we, we might be looking at a summer of really engaging, complex female relationships, uh, if, you know, if you throw Unreal into the mix. Um, and hope, maybe there'll be a third one. And then we have a trend piece.
1: Oh, god, yeah. I should have said, I mean, really quickly, yes, Queen of the South, I am very excited for that too because the trailer's great the people are great as mentioned and also yeah i mean it's a it's it seems like a fresh take if only because they're very aware of that female dynamic it's not like well we're just gonna put them in it and that's gonna be it it seems like they want to engage in that discussion but yeah i guess if i was gonna be positive and not a dick uh the next thing that i'm looking forward to is unreal and then to go back to me being a dick why aren't you people watching unreal what is going – How? what do we have to say to get you to watch the show? And more importantly, what does Lifetime have to do to get you to watch – I mean, they put it out. They've had binges. They've had – they put it on Hulu. They've been uh, releasing DVDs. They've, they've got stuff everywhere for the show. Why aren't you watching this show? It's fantastic.
0: Well, I will note that for – for people to actually watch the show on Lifetime, they actually have to go to their cable boxes. They have to find the, the uh, Lifetime on their DVRs. They have to schedule the recording of Unreal. And I feel like we as TV viewers sometimes have gotten to the point now where it's like if it's not available on demand in the most simple, basic way possible, like if I can't go to Netflix or Hulu, I, they, people forget to watch it.
1: Listen, if a show this good is seen by people, they will figure out a way to watch it, especially if all they have to do is get a cable subscription, or they just have to go online and log in with a cable subscription. That the I mean, HBO is getting people to pay fifteen dollars a month to watch, you know, Game of Thrones X Y Z. Yeah, like all, and they're like,
0: able to watch on demand. They they're able to go to they're able to go to a service and they were able to watch on demand without commercials. People get turned off by that still. I, I, but I know I. No, I this is, no, these are I, not I, excuses. I, I, I'm. i honestly, I'm trying to play devil's advocate for devil's advocate for our audience. That doesn't sound great. I'm playing devil's advocate though because a because it amuses me to fight with Ben, and also because. What else am I going to say? But Ben is completely right. People watch Unreal. It's so good.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't think that maybe it, we haven't been clear enough about what keeps shows going right now. Yeah, it's great that you watch it digitally and those numbers are being crunched somewhere and they're important to the networks. They need the live numbers. They need the live plus three. They need the live plus seven. You need to be making sure that you watch the show so we can get more seasons out of it. It's it's so critically revered that I you know, knock on wood, I feel like it's fairly safe, but we don't want to let this discussion fade out because, again, the conversation is what matters, and this show is putting forth a very important conversation.
0: And it did get renewed for a season three. Right. So season three is technically safe, but networks have gone back on that before.
1: And I want this thing to last, I mean, as long as they want it to last.
0: Yes. So— in the mean, and you can find out why we feel so passionately about Unreal as well as other shows that we may or may not consider our favorites at indiewire.com, where you can also find reviews, interviews, features, all the stuff you like.
1: And make sure you listen to Screen Talk with our own Eric Cohn and Ann Thompson talking about all the best films, including some of the exciting summer blockbusters. I know Finding Dory was a topic this week. Um, very exciting stuff. And also, in addition to Screen Talk, make sure you listen to the Screen Talk Emmys editions. Yes. I they're on the same uh, subscriptions are like the, yeah, the same feed, um, so they should be coming to you your way anyway. But you know, it's Emmy season; voting is happening right now. That's why you're seeing so many stories out everywhere, and support, and, and ads, and etc. But they're talking about the race. They're talking about you know what can get in, what can't get in. Uh, Michael Schneider is just doing a tr- terrific job with that. Yes. so make shout sure you
0: tune in. We should definitely shout out to Michael Schneider, who is bring who is a podcasting genius and has been you know is a real pro at this. And he's na- joining up with Ann and Eric, so you're you've got three pros in one room talking about TV. And so what, what 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 could be better than perhaps going to Ben's Twitter feed at Ben T Travers,
1: or checking out Liz's at Lizlet. That's with an I and an E.
0: Yep, we'll be back next week. Uh, ben, Ben will be Ben will be free of Game of Thrones discussion, so he'll probably be like eighty percent more happy, right off the right out of the gate.
1: I'll probably celebrate by watching Friday Night Lights.
0: There you go, perfect. Um, but yes, we'll be back next week, and in the meantime, you guys keep watching television,
1: specifically Unreal.
0: Yes, keep watching television. <laughs>